Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took care of business uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies by winning 108-99 to to bounce back from that horrendous, unspeakable uh, Celtics loss that uh, hopefully we can just forget about uh, for now. And before I go on to recap this game, you know I gotta tell you, look, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since that basketball came back, you can't get buckets out of your head. And we're not just talking about basketball buckets. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. You watch them, you crave them. That's how it works. I get it. It happens to me all the time. One minute, I'm talking about buckets on the podcast. Next minute, I'm daydreaming about the $10 Mighty Bucket for two. How could you get your mind off four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and of course, a popcorn chicken. But don't worry, it's normal. Even happens to most NBA players during actual NBA games. So it just means that you're hungry. Uh, order your bucket online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. All right, so yeah, bounce-back performance for the Raptors. Um, yeah, I'm not saying this is a perfect win by any means. Uh, it's not perfect when you commit a season-high 25 turnovers. Yikes. Uh, but, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a good effort. I thought the Raptors executed well offensively and defensively. Maybe offensively, you can say, okay, the 25 turnovers, you can't really say they executed offensively well, but the way they ran their sets, um, the way they were able to get good looks was efficient. Um, obviously, they had some bad decisions within that stretch. And you got to credit the Grizzlies, too, for being a young, desperate team. You know, they're trying to make plays. They're trying to, you know, avoid uh, getting bounced from the playoffs after starting this bubble with, like, a three-game lead. Uh, they've really, really, uh, you know, been poor inside the bubble. Uh, and so, you know, there was some things that go on both sides with that 25 turnovers number. But for the most part, the Raptors, I thought, played well. Um, you know, defensively, the intensity was there. The Grizzlies only shot 41% from the field. Uh, didn't give them much free throws. Contested the three-point shots well. Um, and then offensively, like I mentioned, like, they, they got good sets off. You know, they, they were crisp. Uh, you know, they were smart and you know um the raptors actually made their shots which was nice they also got to the free throw line a lot which is also nice but um you know mostly in this game i mean the raptors had control even though it wasn't like the raptors were up by that much like yeah a lot of the game the raptors you know were up by double digits you know it took them a while after a really slow start offensively they just weren't missing they weren't making any threes in the first quarter i think kyle hit one off a pick and roll like with like 30 seconds left but the Raptors were just bricks from three to start the game so they were they were down and the Grizzlies made a couple of threes so they were up Grayson Allen was super dangerous and not just tripping people this time just like actually making good basketball plays especially in the first quarter um so the Raptors were down early but the Raptors kind of cruised through the middle parts of this game I mean they won the second quarter 40 to 29 they won the third quarter 28 to 17 they were rolling. They were rolling. They had a great lead. They were up, I think, close to 20 points heading to the fourth quarter. And they were completely outplaying the Grizzlies. They just, the Grizzlies couldn't really score. You know, the Raptors turned it over a bunch, and that sort of allowed the Grizzlies to get out in transition a little bit. But even still, the Raptors turned the Grizzlies over 22 times. So it wasn't like it was some sort of huge disparity 
Um, but, you know, I, I thought, you know, the Grizzlies, I thought they would make their run eventually because it is a good team. That's a tough team. And, you know, the Grizzlies, their, their coach, Taylor Jenkins, actually made a pretty smart move to, you know, shuffle his rotation so that his starters... Uh, were in the game to start the fourth quarter, and that's where the Raptors usually have their bench in. Of course, Raptors bench has been really struggling. Anyone who scouted this team will know that. And so, you know, the the, the Grizzlies were able to launch um, a, a very very good run against the Raptors. Uh, you, you know, with their starters against the Raptors bench. You know, Nick called timeout early. He got a couple of starters in early, but you know, once the team gets momentum, it's a little hard to stop them. But uh, yeah, eventually it came down to a five point game. Um, and at that point, you know, the Raptors just needed to bring their starters back in fully. Uh, you know, Mark came in for surge, and they just needed to just close that game out. And the guy who did that was Pascal Siakam, who had a, a, a nice night. I mean, I, really, this is an average night for Pascal. Uh, you know, he, there's other things that he could be... I mean, this is the standard for Pascal. Let's be real. 26 points in 36 minutes, efficient shooting, a couple of threes. But, um, you know, it was nice to see this from Pascal, right? This is by far his best game inside the bubble, and, you know, you kind of expected it. Like, the, the, the Grizzlies were guarding him with, like, Kyle Anderson. Shout out my secret Chinese people in the NBA. I think he might be the only one. Uh, really looked that up. He actually has some Chinese heritage. So I stand Kyle Anderson. Uh, and then Anthony Tolliver. I mean, these two guys, you know, I mean, realistically, Pascal should go off. And Pascal did go off. Like, and, you know, this is a game where, um, you know, Pascal got it going early. The Raptors did a lot of things early to get him going. And I talked about that in just a second, but um, late in the game, Pascal checks into the game because so it was a five-point game. The Raptors are blowing this big lead. You're like, man, okay, all right, we need, we need to get some good shots. Pascal, first opportunity, he gets uh, uh, Dylan Brooks one-on-one, hits him with the jab step, uh, you know, crossover combo. You know, Dylan is backtracking into the lane. Uh, Siakam collects himself, takes a step back. Very, very smooth move. Uh, you know, Brooks was, I mean, I mean, there was, like, <laughs> four or five feet of space between the two of them. Pascal rises up and, and, and switches a, a step back three. So I was like, wow, <laughs> considering the fact that he's been struggling in this bubble and the Raptors needed some, uh, you know, uh, reliable crunch time scoring. Pascal comes in and delivers a step back three. So I was like, wow, the confidence must really be in there despite the results not been there, you know, uh, early in the bubble. And then afterwards there was a bit of a scramble and Pascal was able to hit another three to give the Raptors uh, uh, you know, just six quick points right there in crunch time just to sort of pull away. And that's one of the weird things about Pascal's game is that, you know, even though he's had a lot of games where sort of the scoring is sort of come and gone, you know, a little bit inconsistent, you know, he, he scores in spurts, but not necessarily like consistently playing through Pascal possession after possession, at least pretty much not since like November. The Raptors have done not done that. But um, pa- but Pascal has consistently come up big in crunch time. I mean, just look at the numbers. First off, the Raptors, second best uh, crunch time offense in the NBA this year, which no one expected after Kawhi left. Obviously, Kawhi was the you know closer. Uh, you know, just think back to the silly the, the Sixers series or Game Five of uh, the NBA Finals. Um, you know, obviously, so many of those possessions ran through Kawhi. But yeah, they're the second best team uh scoring wise in in crunch time this year and pascal's been a big part of that i mean pascal's true shooting percentage even though on the season it's a little bit lower it's like 58 57 percent uh on in crunch time specifically in games in the last five minutes of games with the score within five points plus or minus pascal is his true shooting percentage is like 60 i mean it's, it's it was 61 percent heading into this game and of course he hit two threes and some free throws so expect that to go even higher um, but Pascal has been good in crunch time, right? And this reminds me of games where, 
you know, back in March before the world froze, essentially, with Corona, um, you know, Pascal was doing this against, you know, Sacramento, against Utah. Uh, you know, I, I think in the Phoenix game, he had a couple of crunch time moments too. That Golden State Warriors game, he had those two uh, drives late in the game to sort of seal it. And whatever, those are not like uh, world beater opponents. I would much rather see him do that against Jalen Brown and the, and the Boston Celtics. But at the same time, you know, Pascal, it's been undeniable. He's been really good in crunch time this year. Um, so shout out Pascal. And, and in terms of just like how the Raptors got him going, you know, throughout the game, I thought it was interesting that the Raptors showed a lot more of their uh, playbook for Siakam. Um, I'm not saying the Raptors threw the game against the Grizz, uh, the Celtics. I think that's, A, just unfair to the Celtics, which I'm totally fine being unfair to the Celtics. But I also just think that's just not, not true. Like when you get... When you get beat, you just get beat, okay? Don't make any excuses about, oh, they threw the game, whatever. Like, who cares? Obviously, you know, you, there is an element of that, but no one's throwing the game to the point where you're losing by 30. Okay, just relax. But, um, you know, Pascal today, I thought they, they, they showed more of the playbook in the sense that, you know, there were different sets to get Pascal open. I thought in that, in that, in that Celtics game where Pascal struggled, um, you know, it, it was kind of the same play over and over again. Let's, uh, you know, he would post up, sometimes try to attack from the three-point line. And, and, you know, obviously the Celtics are really long defenders. On the wing, they were able to poke in and sort of, you know, get the ball loose. And Pascal had some turnovers in this in that game. Today, I thought that, you know, they ran just much simpler stuff for Pascal. Like, uh, early in the game, you know, they had, I think, Fred and Kyle set some cross screens for him. So, away from the ball, you know, Siakam sort of curling towards where he's going to get to in the post. But getting a screen um, from one of his point guards uh, just to get, you know, that little bit of separation so he can get even deeper into the post. Uh, Siakam was able to rise up calmly, get a couple of shots off, score easily, get his feet underneath them, essentially. Then, you know, I, I watched very closely, you know, um, they were running more, you know, with Siakam more as a screener. Uh, one possession, he popped out for three, got an open look, missed it, whatever, but good offense. Another one where he rolled to the basket. Uh, Grizzlies actually had a good rotation there. They, they you know, took a charge on Pascal, but uh, still, you know, they were able to use him more of a screener. And then, you know, as the game went on, you know, he was comfortable to start the game. So his confidence was there throughout. So, you know, when it came time to like, okay, the ball is swinging to him and the Grizzlies are in sort of rotating and, and Pascal can attack the the closeouts and, and drive by two, three defenders and get to the rim for a layup or like finish 1v2 in transition and get a foul, get a foul call out of it. Uh, you know, Pascal was just steady and, and doing more of just, I mean, Pascal just looked more like himself, especially offensively today. And then, of course, at the end, he, he closes the game with those two threes, uh, which was which was huge. But, um, yeah, it was nice to see Pascal just sort of, again, this is not like a great bounce back game. It's not like Pascal went off for like 40 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, you know, Pascal was back to looking like himself offensively. And, and, and that's, a, that's a nice start uh, because, you know, it's just more reassuring to see this from Pascal. Um, and of course, him doing a crunch time also always helps. Uh, clearly, his confidence is there when he's taking a step back three <laughs> when the Raptors are blowing a lead, um, and a very clean one too. That was that was the KC bucket of the game when 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 he crossed up Delon Brooks and gave him that uh, step back. Um, but it was a good game, you know, for a couple of other guys too. I thought um, off the bench, Serge and Norm. I've been obviously keeping a close eye on them because the bench has been struggling, and those are the two guys pretty much responsible for propping up the bench. And, you know, it's not like they dominated. You know, the, the Grizzlies got, what, 16 points from Brandon Clark off the bench. Obviously, a lot of those were matchup against Surge. Uh, they got 20 points from Grayson Allen off the bench. Um, so, you know, that's not great. Grayson Allen's basically their sixth man at this point. I mean, he comes in. He's chucked into the game. Like, in the second quarter, in, in the second half, 
He checked into the game like 90 seconds into into the third quarter, which I thought it has to be the quickest time any six man has ever come into the game. But um, you know, it, it's so what my point is that look, this Grizzlies bench was also quite good, but I thought Norm and Serge again looked much more like themselves today. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, you, you got what Norm was 16, you got Serge with 12. And, you know, the way they play, the style of play they had was uh, a lot better. Um, I thought with Norm, you know, some of his success came because he was able to get out and transition a lot more. Now, the Grizzlies, obviously, not as good of a defense as, like, Boston or, or L.A. or Miami. Those are, well, Miami's kind of average, but still, we know Miami can defend. Um, you know, those teams were good at taking away the transition from the Raptors and forcing the Raptors to play in half court. Um, but, you know, the Grizzlies, more of a younger team, definitely a fast-paced team. They turn it over a bit, too. And so there was more, you know, just transition play in general in this game. And um, Norm was able to capitalize. Norm was fantastic in transition. Like he, I mean, honestly, he might be the Raptors' best transition player this year, which, you know, they have a lot of good ones. Kyle's good. Pascal's good. Uh, Fred's good. OG's good. I mean, you know, they have, you know, even the guys off the bench, they're all pretty athletic. They run the floor well. Um, but Norm, I mean, Norm is the guy who he is really dangerous in transition, especially like one one v one, one v two, two v two. Like Norm is able to get all the way to the basket, finish strong, and um, yeah, he got a couple more transition opportunities. And really, I think some of that came down to just him sharing some minutes with the starters, right? Because the Raptors starters uh, are really solid defensively. You have Mark out there, you have OG out there, you have, you have Pascal out there, you have obviously any of those five guys. Really, the, those are all all NBA level defenders. Like they really are. Um, and you know when you put Norm into that group, all of a sudden that group is making stops. They're they're rebounding the ball, and Norm is just jetting down the other side and getting and uh, buckets. And that's part of the reason why Norm was so successful as a starter this year was just you know the starting five they they can defend if they, they can't do anything. You know sometimes other stuff is not working, but they can really defend. And Norm was able to get transition opportunities, obviously with the bench so far because so it's like I mean the bench has just been bad so far. Like offensively they haven't really produced and then defensively, partially because offensively they've been so bad, they haven't really been able to get together defensively either. And so Norma's not getting any easy opportunities with the bench like he is with the starters. So it was interesting to see Norm with the starters. You know, Nurse really extended the minutes. I don't think Norm sat at all in the second quarter. He might have played the whole quarter even when other starters came back in, you know, towards the second half of the second quarter, uh, Norm was still out there, you know, replacing Kyle for a long time, then replacing Fred for a long time. Um, and, you know, even even in the fourth quarter, Norm played ahead of OG in, in a lot of those stretches, too. So, um, yeah, Norm was, you know, Norm was good. 16 minutes, 4 of 8 shooting, uh, hit a 3 off a nice uh, swing sequence by the Raptors, good passing there. Uh, and then also got to the free throw line 7 times, he hit 7 of 7. With four assists as well for Norm. That's fantastic. And then for Serge, I thought, honestly, with Serge, it's just his... I thought his energy was a little bit better. Um, his energy has been really low in, in a lot of these games, and that's unfortunate. Like, Serge is a guy who, you know, when he plays with that sort of passion and and, and he's hustling and he's making plays, like, he can, you know, really do some damage. Um, you know, defensively, he could have played a little bit more lockdown on Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark was able to get in, you know, for a couple offensive rebounds, you know, off some rolls, some, you know broken possessions, Brandon was able to come in and, and drive to the rim and, and finish and stuff like that, but Serge is pretty good himself, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, uh, 5 of 9 from the field in 25 minutes, you know, um, 4 offense rebounds, I love I love the fact that, you know, Serge is able to get on the offensive glass a little bit more, honestly, with the bench, you're just going to have to create a little bit more, man, so, you, you know, offensive rebounds, one way for a big to create his own offense, 
but I thought his overall energy was better. You know, um, you know, I thought defensively he was pretty solid. You know, the, the Grizzlies run a lot of pick and roll. If you look at all their bigs, like JV, Brandon Clark, obviously when he's healthy, Jaron Jackson Jr. is also, a, you know, more of a pick and pop, but also a role as well. Um, yeah, they, they play tons and tons of pick and roll. That's why John Morant is, you know, one of the league leaders in assists as a rookie and a favorite to win rookie of the year. They just run so many pick and rolls. Um, and, you know, I thought Sarge did a pretty good job defending in the pick and roll today. So it, it was, it was you know, it was just a nicer effort from the bench. Again, I'm looking for some solid production off the bench because, you know, um, even though Serge and Norm have been better-ish, uh, I guess they're better-ish against the, the Magic, and then no one was good against the Celtics, and they're good today. Uh, the, the issue is, you know, who else is going to be there? Because, uh, I mean, Nurse is searching, man. I mean, he's losing his patience with some of these guys. Like, you, you look at Terrence Davis. He plays six minutes in the first quarter. He misses two wide-open threes. Defensively, you know, makes one or two mistakes here. And then, boom, it's it's Matt Thomas time, all right? <laughs> Matt Thomas got to come into the game, and Matt Thomas does Matt Thomas things, which is knock down two threes immediately in his first shift. Um, but, you know, yeah, that that is a struggle there. Who is the sort of backup two? If Norm is kind of a backup three, like, you know, who is the backup two there? And um, Terrence, you know, obviously had the inside track, but, uh, you know, because he's been outperforming. And generally speaking, I think Terrence is just a better player than Matt Thomas. He just can do more things. But Terrence has been struggling big time, struggled big time today. And the nurse was like, you know what? Pulling the plug. Going to go with Matt Thomas today. The two of them playing 60 minutes. I mean, hopefully one of those guys work out. I mean, the thing with Matt is just, you know, everyone knows. Like, he's just defensively, anyone who sees Matt Thomas on the floor, the eyes light up. Like, John Morant saw Matt Thomas on the floor, strung him out, and Matt was very wise to just take the foul. <laughs> it's not like he's that bad defensively. It's just that people know that he they can attack him. And the Raptors are really compact defensively anyway, where if there's one opportunity to attack, they're going to go at that guy. And, and, and Matt Thomas is that guy. So, you know, it, it, you know, the Raptors have to play a couple more you know, zone looks um, with Matt on the floor just to sort of mitigate his defensive, you know, liabilities, stuff like that. But, you know, Matt came in, hit two threes in 10 minutes, did his job. Um, and then s- similarly in that sort of backup four position, you know, Rondé has the inside drag because again he's played well this year um especially in pretty crucial moments but i mean he was just another bad effort from ronde today uh and it really is just the ronde surge combo as a front court sucks like it just they their skills just don't complement each other at all and what i mean by that is if you're gonna play ronde hollis jefferson you better give him the ball because his man is just gonna completely ignore him and so you know, when he is out there with Serge, Serge basically has to play four instead of five, even though he's obviously much bigger than Rondé or whatever. But just Rondé's skill set is just, if he's not touching the ball, his man is just ignoring him entirely and just plugging the lane. And so, you know, they've had to run a lot more Rondé pick and roll. You saw Rondé, you know, getting screens from Kyle. We saw that today. What I like to call the deepest pick and roll in the NBA where the screen is set just outside the charge circle. Uh, there is not an opportunity to, to to roll or I mean, there's just not possible to roll. If you roll, you're on you're you're at the baseline, yeah. Uh, and if you pop, I mean, you have to take like like six steps to get out to the three point line. It's too long of a pop. Uh, it's essentially just a screen to confuse the defense and let Rondé, you know, drive at the rim. But yeah, I mean, like that's you know, even though it's funny to watch and even though sometimes it works, on the whole, it's not a very efficient play. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just tough defensively. Yeah, they works, but like offensively, there's such a, such a big drop off there. 
Um, that yeah, you, you take Rondé off the floor, and then all of a sudden Serge can be more of a featured you know piece of the offense. You know, um, you know they could uh, run pick and rolls with him. They can just basically use him as a center because him as a power forward just is not as effective. He's just out there trying to catch and shoot threes. He's had to make more decisions when you're a f- and when when you're a four in terms of like you got to read. I'm going to make this 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 and this when the ball comes to you. That's not Serge's strength. Serge's strength is playing that in middle of the floor pick and roll. Getting his offense going, building his confidence, you know, and, and playing good defense, and you know, I thought he did a better job of that today. But yeah, Rondé, you know, struggled, and so Nick went with Chris Boucher in the second half. Boucher didn't really do anything, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, that one is just tough. Uh, that one is tough. I, I think the solution there might be to extend OG's minutes. Um, you know, OG obviously plays the three in the starting lineup, but you know, he's big enough. And he can play four. I don't think he's great as a four. I think um, last year he played a lot of four. Didn't wasn't that great at it. I do think that with OG improving his handle and his three point shot looks a little bit more confident. Um, I think he's a little bit better as a four this year as compared to last year. But um, but yeah, I mean, you might just have to look at extending OG's minutes at a four. And you know, um, you know, I mean. I don't know, man. Uh, other other solution is just for Rondé or Chris Boucher to play better. But so right now, the bench rotation is not really clicking the way it should be. Uh, and so Nick Nurse is moving pieces around. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, that's some more of the more granular stuff. I thought the starting lineup played well today. Got back to usual. Obviously, they got destroyed against the Celtics. That was really disappointing after I wrote a whole glowing story about how the Raptors starting five is awesome. Then they get beat by like 23 points against the Celtics. Good thing I got those numbers. Uh, without that in it, because the numbers would look a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the starting five played well. Uh, really, the only gripe I had is I don't know why Kyle Lowry had nine turnovers. It, it felt like Kyle was a little bit out of control. Definitely wasn't happy with the officials, um, which is not unusual for Kyle. But it was one of those games where Kyle's a little wild. I mean, I mean, he was close to a quadruple double with triple do- with turnovers today. I mean, fifteen points, seven rebounds, eight assists, nine turnovers. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was weird. It was it was weird to see Kyle play out of control. But luckily, the Raptors have two great point guards. Fred was able to just come in the game and just like steady everything down. Uh, and and Fred honestly has been one of the Raptors' best players, if not the Raptors' very very best player in the bubble. I think there's a real legitimate case to be made there for Fred. Uh, and Fred was just really solid today. 14 points, three rebounds, five assists, four steals, two blocks as well. Um, I think he blocked. Uh, Grayson Allen at the rim, not like, you know, we met him at the basket, like the comeback or something, but like, you know, uh, on a drive, Fred was able to sort of keep uh, Allen from going up. Uh, Fred was just great. I mean, defensively, you know, he came up with another huge stop today where, you know, it wasn't like necessarily it was going to tie the game or something, but um, the the Grizzlies ran a play, I forgot, I think probably a pick and roll. You know, they were able to get uh, Anthony Tolliver down at the basket with the ball, you know, in that sort of scrambling situation. And Fred was able to come over and just complete, just like strip him of the ball, surprise them as a rotation from the you know the weak side, and then Fred was able to lead the fast break, three on one fast break, finds Kyle for a reverse layup, uh, and that kind of you know ended the run. Uh, in addition to uh, to, to Pascal's uh, two threes, but yeah, Fred has been great, man. Fred has been really solid. He's been getting to the basket. Um, you know, he's. Uh, He's he's just been amazing, man. I don't know what else to say. I'm very thankful for Fred VanVleet. I know some people wanted to have him benched for Norman Powell, um, you know, and I I respect the argument, but also at the same time, like, come on, man. Fred has been 
Fred is amazing, and uh, he is, you know, especially with the Raptors. I mean, look, there's a lot of guys that can study the team, a lot of adults in the room, quote-unquote, but Fred is really, really um, taking up that leadership position in the bubble so far, and uh, I really appreciate what he's done. I mean, he's had two game-saving steals in five games. Like, come on. Like, I don't know what else you could ask for. Plus, he had a, he had a career high in 36. Um, he had, what, 11 assists against the Lakers, a double-double there. He had a great game today. So, no complaints. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. JV, um, first game against the Raptors since the trade. I mean, that trade felt like forever ago. It was in February of 26, or sorry, 2016. That's what it feels like. Uh, 2019, um, you know, JV, you know, he, the last time he played as a Raptor was like early December, that, that incredible game where the Raptors, um, uh, beat the Warriors. Uh, obviously, they beat the Warriors uh, <clears throat> uh, six times total last year. If you, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, some people have called it. Uh, well, they don't play at the Oracle anymore. But uh, when the Raptors were leaving it, they called it four, uh, four and Oracle, uh, four Oracle, because um, the Raptors were four and against the at uh, the Oracle last year. But um, yeah, JV, you know, Draymond Green uh, swiped at the ball in the post. JV broke his finger, and yeah, he basically healed. He was about to come back right the day of the trade deadline. Raptors were playing the, the Atlanta Hawks that day, and then unfortunately, he gets moved for Marcus All. It's it's you know, it was a very sad episode of uh, Open Gym to see JV go on the, the bus and say goodbye to everybody. Um. But yeah, you know it's it's been a long time since Raptor fans have seen JV. Literally since uh, you know December of 2018, um, you know, and in his first game against the Raptors, you know, he was obviously this game should have taken place in Toronto. Raptors were going to play a home and home against Memphis. You know, Mark gets to go to Memphis. JV gets to come to Toronto. Everyone gets to sort of appreciate the two centers. Um, and yeah, I mean JV today, bro. This was a rude, <laughs> rude welcome back. Uh, I don't know if the coaching staff and the players took exceptional delight in um, frustrating JV, but yeah, I mean I, I knew it was going to be tough for JV. First off, just Mark is defensively awesome, um, but also it was going to be tough for JV because the Raptors at the start of the game there was a possession, maybe the first or second play, but JV was handling the ball and trying to operate probably like a dribble handoff or something like that. Gasol was pressuring up on this man at the logo okay like they <laughs> obviously jv's not a threat to shoot from the logo jv can hit like the standstill summer three or whatever but like mark was pressuring him almost at half court and that was the kind of pressure they put on jv throughout the game when jv caught the ball in the post even with marcus all guarding him in the post the raptors would still send a hard double swipe at the ball and generally just force jv to make decisions and jv had a miserable night zero points for jv i'm sorry bro but they gave jv the Joel and b treatment with four turnovers as well and you know even when he did get off in the post you know mark was there contesting everything he only got two shots total. That I mean, that really tells you everything right there. JV is a big piece of the Grizzlies' offense. He's averaging an efficient 16 points per game this year. Uh, really, really efficient player. But, yeah, I mean, the Raptors just completely scouted him. I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys played with JV. They know what his skill set is. Nick Nurse used to work very closely with JV. I think he used to be one of his development guys when he was an assistant. And, and obviously, he coached them last year as the head coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, damn, <laughs> they, they, this is rude, man. This is, <laughs> this is rude. There's no way to, tr- this is no way to treat a, a Raptors great in JV, uh, who just, again, went scoreless and he had two free throws, you know, it was, it was a soft call on, um, Serge Ibaka in the fourth quarter, Serge didn't like the call, whatever. JV got to the free throw line, literally, even though the Raptors are playing the Grizzlies and I want the Raptors to win, 
I was hoping for JV to score against the Raptors just so he wouldn't end up scoreless, and yet he still bricked two free throws. The pressure must have gotten to him or something because he's a good free throw shooter, as we know. And yeah, it was it was just unfortunate, man. Meanwhile, Mark had a you know really nice game. Obviously, defensively, you know, did a great job guarding JV. You know, him and Serge together actually. I don't want to give just Mark the credit. Serge also did some damage there. Um, but yeah, J- uh, Mark was able to what score ten points. He, he banked in a top of the floor three from like thirty two feet out. JV was somehow in the paint trying to contest that shot uh, again. You know, there's part some of the reason why the Raptors made this trade. Um, but you know, Mark was solid on defensive glass. You know, uh, and defensively he, he just played well. Really executed the game plan well. And yeah, you know, it was. Um, it's you know it was just an unfortunate return for JV. Uh, obviously, you know he's done so many great things with the Raptors. He's one of the fr- he's a franchise leader in many categories. Um, it, maybe actually I don't know to be honest. Uh, but I mean you know it's definitely one of the best centers Raptors have had in uh, Raptors history. You know not a lot of great centers. Talking a lot of Mark Saul. I mean Mark is obviously great, but like Rashawn Nesterovich, Jermaine O'Neal, um, you know whatever. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a tough night for JV, man. I don't know what else to say. It's uh, you know, I, I wish him well. I think he's done well in Memphis. He, he has a nice spot. He got a new contract. Everything's good. It's just against Marcus Saul and the Raptors defense, it, you know, it did not work out. But um yeah, that's uh that was the game. And look, the Raptors got this win, you know, they secured the second seed. Uh and they have also clinched what, five straight years of 50 plus wins. It, and this is in a year where the Raptors have a truncated season. They're fifty to nine. They're fifty and nineteen. Jesus. Um, and then you look at the rap. The Raptors also what won their this. I believe this is their sixth division title in the last seven years. And whatever, man. No one cares about division titles. Even the Raptors, who used to hang division banners, stopped doing that. They just have one banner with like the multiple division wins on there now. It's just like a collected one. Um, but like again, like just to think about the progression the Raptors have had, right? Um. It, it's been amazing. At the start of this run, when Masai Jiri comes in, you know, comes to this team as a general manager, Kyle Lowry steps forward as a star. DeMar DeRozan steps forward as a star. Um, the transformation that this team has undergone is 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 one of the best stories in sports, like, period. Like, the Raptors now are a model franchise for the rest of the league. Obviously, they're not a free agent destination. We know that. Kawhi literally won a title and then dipped. Whatever, that's his choice. Uh, Could have repeated easily, but whatever. Um... You know, but even they, even though they are not a free agent destination, they have been able to win a championship. They have been able to make moves. They have been one of the most successful. Actually, no, stretch it. They have been the most successful team in the last five years. If you just look at wins and losses, literally, they have a better record than even the Golden State Warriors in the last five years. Now, obviously, the Warriors, you know, getting super banged up and and whatever this year really helped close the gap. But even still, the fact that the Raptors have been that successful, I mean, five straight years of 50-plus wins, um, the division title, it, it makes it means a lot, man. I mean, you know, in the last couple of years, the Atlantic division, it's not the Titanic anymore, man. There's some good teams in there. You know, Philly's good. Um, Boston, we saw yesterday, Boston's pretty damn good. Um, you know, even the Nets have had a couple of good years in there. Like, you know, it, it means something to win the division. 
you know, I, you know, and that's not like a nothing accomplishment, especially when you consider where the Raptors were before all this. Like literally before Masai came here, the Raptors couldn't even win 50, uh, 47 games. Like they, they set like how many times are the Raptors set franchise records and wins, right? And this year, if they played the regular whole whole season out, the Raptors could have gone 60 games, you know? So um, it's it's been just an incredible run. And to see the Raptors do it the way they're doing it now, right? Like I, I think about the, the, the first time the Raptors won 50 games, they went 56 in the 2015-16 season. Kyle Lowry sheds all that weight, whatever. But, um, you know, that team, that core, like that, it's entirely different, right? You have, what, Dwayne Casey coaching that team. DeMar DeRozan is the leading scorer. You have the two starting forwards are Louis Scola and Damari Carroll. And, you know, um, uh, JV is the center. Corey Joseph is a six-man uh, you know, I mean, Norm was there, but Norm was literally a rookie, a second round rookie. He wasn't playing much. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, like you compare that team to the team that is now. I mean, it's entirely different. You know, Pascal's the starting guy. You know, Nurse is the guy who's coaching the team. Obviously, Nurse was there as an assistant, but you know, it's totally different. OG, uh, Mark is here. Fred is here. The bench surge, and and and, and obviously Norm is in a different role. And it just speaks to like their development, right? Like the the management of this team, the development of these guys, right? Like you look at the Raptors' core, outside of Kyle, um, you know what Pascal, what twenty twenty seventh pick, um, OJ Anobi twenty third pick, Fred Van Vliet undrafted, Norman Powell like forty six, I believe. You know what I mean? Like and and they got Serge Ibaka for Terrence Ross, like. Like, you know, it's just incredible management by the team, incredible development, and it just speaks to just like the importance of leadership. When you have two great leaders, you have Kyle on the floor, and you have Masai in the front office, and as just as the head of the whole organization, you have good leadership. You can do a lot of great things, and the Raptors are a testament to that. So, uh, you know, whatever. This is a super routine for the Raptors to win fifty games nowadays, but. I'm so very proud of the team, especially because, like, you know, for a lot of us, like, we started watching this team when they were garbage, man. Like, straight up garbage. Like, 50 wins was just, like, a dream uh, to to win 50 games. And now the Raptors are literally reigning champions. They won 50 games again. They blocked down the second seed, um, you know, now, you know, with, with three games left in the schedule. Uh, you know, just a, just a fantastic uh, accomplishment by the Raptors so far. And, of course, there's still lots to come. So... Uh, you know, shout out to the Raptors, and of course, shout out to the Raptors for being good because it helps my career too, uh, and, and helps my psyche just as a fan. But um, as your three stars tonight, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Pascal for a star. You know, there's a case for Fred, but I'll give it to Pascal. You know, he 26 points, nine of 16 shooting, four of nine from three, four of six from the free throw line. Didn't rebound the ball, only one rebound, which is a little strange. But three assists, a steal, a block. Uh, 36 minutes, obviously with those two clutch baskets. I just liked seeing for, uh, Pascal sort of get back to what he should be doing consistently offensively. I like the variety in which the Raptors got him involved. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, it stays like this. I just think it's good for his confidence as a whole. I'm not saying he's going to lose his confidence, but, um, you know, it, it, it does suck to, to struggle for a couple of games when everyone's looking at you as a number one guy. And then, he, you know, you know, it's just it's a lot of expectation to deal with. So, uh, Pascal gets the first star. Second second up to Fred, 14 points, three rebounds, five assists, four steals, two blocks, uh, plus eight in 35 minutes, four or seven from the, the field, five or six from the free throw line. Uh, nice effort from, from Fred, really nice effort, two-way effort. The defensive effort that he gave against Ja Morant, I mean, 17 points on seven of 19 shooting in 41 minutes for Ja. Some of those came against the Raptors bench 
Fred really was just been was able to lock down on, on, on Moran. And honestly, Fred and Mark as a defensive combo against a team like the Grizzlies that runs so many pick and rolls with Ja and, and Jonas. I mean, they got nothing. They got nothing out of that pick and roll. And and Fred and, and Mark were great defensively. And, of course, third star, I'll give it to Mark. Defensively, again, just great defense against JV. JV scoreless, 10 points for Mark, 6 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, 3 of 4 from the field, including a 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, a plus 14 in 22 minutes, came in at the end of the game, locked things down defensively, secured the win. So, uh, good result. Uh, Gerald Henderson, um, got to give that to Grayson Allen. Uh, yeah, he's played really well in the bubble, man. Um you know, I, I can't support him because of his uh, of, of his history with Duke. But no, he's really um he's really stepped up his game. You know, he was a talented player there, and weird because he used to be like a James. He used to be like a weird James Harden type at at, at Duke. I know I'm, it sounds wild, but he was really like in the pick and roll, able to drive to the basket, pull up for three. Like you know, and his skill set is entirely different now. He's just like pretty much what we want Norm to be essentially, which is just like attack off the dribble, attack off the bounce, hit pull up threes. Uh, you know, hit catch and shoot threes and just defend. And Grayson's carved off uh, a nice uh, niche for himself. So, um, you know, no shout out to Grayson, but, you know, also shout out Grayson. He gets Gerald Henderson. So, that does it for the podcast. Um, you know, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, as a reminder, the Raptors uh, Over Everything live call in show is happening once again this Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. The Raptors obviously play the Bucks on Monday in the second half of back to back. So there will be another podcast in between there. But, you know, if you have thoughts, concerns, you want to join the show, you want to call in to talk to me and Josh, we are doing that once again. The first show uh, just took place uh, last week. I thought it was really fun. I I really love the call-in show, so please call in. If you haven't already checked it out already, the Raptors um, group chat show, we have launched that at Yahoo Sports Canada. The first episode is up on YouTube. Definitely catch that. It was very fun. I really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, and also, actually, last thing, a big shout-out to all the listeners because I actually got alerted to this by someone on Twitter, um, at Damien Sabonis, uh, who let me know that, you know, the Raptors Over Everything podcast was, um, yeah, the the top-trending podcast on Spotify in Canada. Uh, That is incredible. I mean, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Uh, You know, I'm ahead of... Nice White Parents uh, by the New York Times. I don't know what that means. Um, as an immigrant child, I have to say that all white parents are very nice, considering um, the, 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 the differences in uh, <laughs> parenting um, strategy. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the fact that the podcast is number one is just absolutely fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for supporting the show. It's, it's really, really cool that um, I get to do what I do, and I really appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's really, if you know... I mean, you know, if you know sort of how I got to this position and stuff like that, like all of this, you know, it's not like I have any credentials, like playing the game, coaching the game, any of that stuff. Um, it's it's all just like a, you know, uh, it's 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 all like a grassroots effort. It really is. Like, you know, it's if it wasn't for people supporting me on Twitter uh, for the last, like, what, six, seven years, like there's no way I would be in this position. So thanks to everyone for um, listening to the podcast. Seriously, it, it really helps. So. Uh, that does it for the show. Um, I'll be back tomorrow to recap the uh, Milwaukee Bucks game. We'll see how much is left in the tank uh, after a uh, kind of a weirdly exhausting game. And the Raptors should have put this away. Uh, but obviously the bench struggling made the top seven guys play uh, a lot of minutes. I mean, damn. Uh, Kyle with 37, Fred with 35, Pascal with 36, Norm with 30. So we'll see what's left in the tank for the uh, the Bucks game. Obviously, the Raptors don't have anything to play for. The Bucks also don't have much to play for. I mean, they just lost to uh, you know 
Luca. Luca had some ridiculous plays in that win. But, um, you know, they have the first seed locked up. The Raptors have the second seed locked up. It's just like last year. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't expect Nurse to tip his hand too much. But I would like to see a nice effort against the Bucks. Just as a little bit of a playoff preview. Just a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'll be back to recap that game. And, of course, the live show is on Tuesday. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the show. And, um, yeah, let's talk tomorrow. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.